Hello and welcome to Perilous Pursuits, a live D&D podcast where a bunch of us nerdy-ass friends sit around a Zoom call and play D&D. Tonight we follow a fledgling group heading north into Icewind Dale. Warning, some content may not be suitable for all audiences. So, as I guess we'll all figure out slowly, uh, this is kind of a session zero kind of want your characters to meet each other um to maybe be a little more comfortable mike stop bugging your eyes out (laughs) it's your square center right below me um i just want you guys uh to feel comfortable um we will do maybe a little bit of DD tonight and more just get to know each other in this world um So for the premise of this place, uh, weeks are 10 days long and it's called the 10 day cycle. Um, There's also three 10 days in one month and there's 12 months in a year. Um, So all of you would probably know a little bit about Icewind Dale. Um, You would know that it is way up north, way north of Luskin. Um, I know that Ray's character would know a little bit more potentially about Icewind Dale than the other group. Um, Gord's character would know probably the least. And Mike's and Jason's and Spencer's will be somewhere in between. Um, We find, I guess we will start with a few characters. Uh, we will start with Ponto, Maximus, and Quincy traveling together in a caravan heading north from Luskin, slowly over the dirt roads as they are being told by Metha and Aaron or die. Two dwarvish uh, caravan holders in a cart that has been magically heated for the convenience of your trip to Icewind Dale. Can we pull over? No. Hey, can we pull over? Yeah. Uh, um, the bladder kind of full. Quincy, it's just, <laughs> honestly, it, it's been like 10 minutes since you've last peed. Come on, man. I know you're like as old as my grandfather, and that guy is really old. But please, get it together and just like either pee in the bucket we told you to or just... Hold it in. Yeah, but the last time I did that, my aim wasn't so good, and I peed all over your leg. The curtain will close, and the cart will continue forward down the path, because at this point, it is you three in the back. In the caravan. to get further away from the bucket. (laughs) The bucket is in the back left corner, we'll call it, and the cart will continue slowly down the path each day as you guys go north will progressively get colder. Unbeknownst to Quincy, for some reason, he still thinks, and he's told you guys, because this is over many days you've been traveling together, that he progressively thinks he's still going to chalt, even though you've all told him you're heading north. He's still convinced and still tries to convince the caravan owners that they're heading to chalt. 
by about the third or fourth day, snow starts to fall on the ground. Not quite holding up the speed of the progress, but you get to the point where Quincy actually starts to think, am I actually going north? Maybe at this point, Quincy, Maximus, and Ponto might need to have a conversation together just to see if they can set him straight. Because Quincy's kids sent him on this vacation. (laughs) So Maximus and Ponto, from your perspective, Quincy is batshit crazy. He is the oldest old person you have ever met. Maybe Ponto, your great-grandfather, might have been slightly crazier, but by, like, a shade. Maximus, you have never seen somebody this old in your lifetime, and it's a wonder he's going north with you, knowing the fact that you guys chose to go north. And Quincy thinks he's going for a summer vacation. In fact, he has showed you his his book of stuff he's got to do. So like day two, jungle ride in the beach. Day three, find a hut because I've hurt myself from walking on the beach. Day four, still hurt myself from walking on the beach. Day five, hang myself from tree to stretch back. Day six, don't jump up and close that container up top there. That's for young people. (laughs) Things like that. So Maximus and Ponto, I just want to allow a little bit of a conversation for you to, I don't know, maybe clarify again for the umpteenth time to Quincy that you guys are headed north. Hey, this guy is like batshit crazy, hey. Batman? Batman? Oh, Oh, I mean, uh, sorry, excuse me. This this old guy thinks we're going to Chalt? What's what's his deal? Man, they took the longest road. Why would they go north first? Must have been a cheap my kids are so fucking cheap, man. Get the cheap, <laughs> cheapest I, I, boat ride, I bet. I, I don't. I don't think they're sending you on the trip that you expect you're going on. Well, it was prearranged. I, I, I hate to disappoint you, but any time you spend at the beach, you're going to be very, very uncomfortable. Oh, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get an umbrella for the sun. No, yeah, I, I want to get one of those drinks with the little umbrellas. We probably get you the drink, but I I don't think you're gonna need an umbrella. You're gonna be way too cold at the beach. This this isn't really a beach trip, Quincy. Why would it be cold at the beach? We're 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 going north. We're not we're not circumnavigating till till we hit south. We're we're just going to where it's going to be cold. Well, I, 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 I think you're confused. 
You sound like my grandmother. Is it, check check it what it says on your ticket. Where's the destination on your ticket? I don't know. I can't read it. So they printed it, printed it like a two-point font, I think. Is it, or is it, I don't know. It may be written in some other weird orchestra or something. I, I don't know. Well, you're here on the caravan with us, and we're all going to the same place. Where? From from the front of the the caravan, um, Aaron hears the conversation turning point, and you see him, like, swing his head, and he says, guys, honestly, in, like, half a day, we'll kind of be kind of almost halfway to the point where we're coming into... Well, it's uh, the valley, uh, the area of Icewind Dale, and, you know, you guys are going to need to start to bundle up, even in this lovely heated caravan that my wife keeps for you guys. Honestly, it's going to be it's so nice in here. You guys, you don't want to be, don't want to be outside. It's just getting blisteringly cold right now. And well, as the day progresses on... You have something to say there, I'm Max? I'm just going to stay in the ca- in the cabin or in yeah. the uh, caravan. As the day goes on, um, we're going to pass over to Ray's character and Gord's character, Zoko and Smoke. Um, an unusual alliance has kind of fused you two together um, through happenstance or or sheer luck, one might say. Um, Smoke, you have been traveling for months, and I mean months. You have come from far south, farther south than Chult, like in the lands of your own people. You have been led by your own notion of how to best lead your people and and to create a trophy for your names to come back to your own people with leadership and privileges and responsibilities. Um, On your travels, you, you have met Zoko. Um, We're going to go into maybe describing your guys's characters now. Um, Zoko, if you'd like to start and then we'll go to smoke. Sure. Zoko is a massive blue-skinned half-giant character with huge white beard and scraggly white hair, and he wears the uh, leather armor, uh, detailed white leather armor, and big white horns on his helmet, four giant white horns that look like the horns of, they look like pork dragons, actually in the image and uh he's wearing a a prized possession of his is a a giant uh cloak made of yeti fur that uh is very important to him and also on his hip he has uh a horn made out of a yeti uh natural yeti horn those are his two most prized possessions he carries also so smoke is a a Leonin. He is a half man, half lion. 
He has kind of a grayish skin and a lighter gray mane. Uh, blue eyes. Uh, he's pretty uh, strong and, and muscular. Not not overly so, but uh, his muscles look, you know, well worn from uh, hunting, and uh, it's it's not a, a fancy looking muscular body. It's a well worn uh, hunting type of of a body seen lots of sun not comfortable as the uh, as the uh, cold has gotten uh, um, as he's gone north is getting colder and and I'm hoping that in Luskin maybe he's had a chance to pick up some uh, some winter clothes yeah you all have been given the opportunity to purchase clothes except for Quincy and and smoke is not used to wearing you know, he, he wears kind of a loincloth almost, and he uh, he's not used to wearing a, a heavy jacket. He feels constricted. He's just kind of complaining. Z- Zoko, I, I, I'm not used to these uh, these things. Do you wear these all the time? This is a harsh land. You must be strong. Yeah, I don't... You can see that on Zoko, he doesn't have nearly the amount of clothing on as you do smoke he is in bare minimum it looks like it's almost warm out to him it's nice day I don't know how you do it be stronger strong will and you guys can hear often in the distance this like heart that Zoko you know is coming up this path you know because you have traveled these lands over and over again and you have caught this cart and you know these two people and they always say oh you're just heading up north probably like a half mile maybe a day or two up and then you shoot off back to where your people are coming um but this time you you feel drawn to to go into icewind Dell proper and not just stay on the mountain range back with your people um you, you are full force driven on going into Icewind Dale this time, which is not normal for you. Um, so as the caravan that you many times have seen come up the hills and over the hills, and you know that you're probably within a day, maybe, maybe two on the outside of them catching up with you. And... Uh, a, a half day goes by, and, and you can you stop and you swear those are those are the tracks of the wagon yeah I can hear it coming and you turn around and like you can see like the little speck on the horizon of it slowly cresting and coming down following the path that you and smoke are going down and uh, you you tell smoke that like oh just you know in maybe next day or maybe by night's camp tonight like we're gonna we're gonna meet up with this caravan and They'll give me a ride, and maybe I can swing something for you. They usually just let me off like a day up, and uh, we're going to catch a ride into Icewind Dale. And uh, maybe at this point, you and Zoko would like, or Zoko and Smoke would like to have a conversation about maybe how much Smoke's going to have to bundle up because, like, if he thinks this is cold. We're not even in Icewind Dale yet. It's not even like blowing snow. It's not, it's not Prince George yet. 
We're like <laughs> in Kelowna. <laughs> it's cold, but it ain't that cold. Oh, smog, it's no big deal. You're going to enjoy the cold. It makes you strong. It's, it's, it's going to get colder? Yeah, this is nothing at all. This is a summer's day. It's a little You're going to love it. It will make your bones stronger and your muscles bigger. You'll become one of my people soon. Well, at least uh, the color of my skin matches the snow out there, but I'll be uh, made of ice here soon. Ah, it's good for you. You might be, uh, when the wagon catches up, you'll run alongside us to keep warm while I sit down. That, that might be a good idea. Yeah, you can protect them. You should, and I'll you have should, a whiskey. You should come up to our, uh, our uh, plateau there. Uh, the Rayana Pride, and you should come run uh, and hunt with us in the in the nice hot sun. There, it's that is real weather. That is where you. I'm not sure I can handle that. I've been here my whole life. I don't. I don't you, think I could go south. You could. Uh, I could I... lend you a little loincloth, and uh, you could see what's under all those furs. Well, you're the one wearing all the fur there, friend. I'm hardly <laughs> wearing anything at all. <laughs> Just my armor to protect myself in the harsh lands. Yeah. So towards the end of the day, um, the sun is setting. It is obviously temperature is plummeting back into the negatives. It's maybe minus five. It's not crazy cold. It's it's cold enough to know that you're going north. It's not getting very warm in the day. It's like a high of five degrees getting down to lows of minus five on the, on average. That's Celsius and, uh, for our American friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all in Celsius. I apologize. Um, so as you guys are walking and plotting, you can, you can hear the cart is coming closer and closer and closer. And you guys are just walking on knowing that, uh, the two dwarfs at the front, Metha and Aaron will stop for, Zoko and they will they will obviously say as the caravan comes up they'll say they'll be like Metha oh, that is it is Zoko and he'll rub his eyes Zoko's with someone oh that's strange you usually we just see him alone on these roads and again he's not wearing anything that guy huge man my goodness he could wear he could, at least he could put a jacket on he's just got like this hat a fur and nothing else it's just leathers and that's it he just walks and that guy beside him he looks like he's dancing it's so cold I, I can't quite make out and you guys hear the conversation coming up and uh they'll call out and we look out yeah I mean you can hear Metha and Aaron talking in the front it's like like there's there is a drape that falls down that's heavy and thick but i mean it's not blocking any sound any conversation of that is at the front of the vehicle that is not whispered um you can you can go ahead and hear we can uh, can we see out though can we uh, you can't see out you can however just like open the cloth and like look between the two drivers going forward all right so as as the cart pulls up, um, 
Zoko, you'll hear them talking, and you'll they'll say, Zoko, it's it's just me, Metha, and Aaron. I'm. Uh, do you want? Do you need a ride again? I know. It's like usually you protect us a bit as we're going through, and you know we're appreciative, so that like we kind of like it's no charge. It's fine, but um, don't really see you with anyone. We, do you, do you know who this guy is? Hey, hey, Quincy. It's it's been a couple hours. Do you have to take a leak again? You could go to the bucket that's at the back, right by that door over there. And, Ooh, and you'll feel kind of like the cart kind of halt and kind of like shake oh, a bit. We're not moving. This would be the perfect time. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll walk <laughs> and, over and, the door. I'm freezing. <laughs> and you'll and smoke. You can see almost like the heat coming uh, off of. The oh, little I, I want vehicle. in that door. I, I just and want they'll it. be Quincy, like, well, Quincy has his pants. Hello. <laughs> Maximus, check this out. <laughs> oh, these are good friends of mine. Good people there. Go on in. And he's got like the unsteady stream of an old man. Uh, I'll like, open the door. Oh, right in your fur. Oh, and it freezes onto your fur. It doesn't freeze right away. It takes a couple of minutes. Yeah, it can soak in. It's only minus five. That minus 40 what would be hell? him. It's warm, though. <laughs> I mean, not much came out. Maybe like 30 mils. Little slurp. Quarter ounce. It is good to see you, friends. I would gladly join you in your in your uh, escapades to the north. I might even and, join you farther today, friends. Oh, farther! That's that's fantastic. We always appreciate the fact that you guys will help us out. This little um, lion man, though, he needs some warmth. Maybe oh, he can go inside. If, if he's a friend of yours, he can come with us. But uh, you kind of need to vouch for him a bit. Oh yeah, we. I've only known him couple of days, but he seems decent. Just very cold. Uh, I'm willing to pull my oh. weight if I need to. Seems very oh, um, I'm I'm Metha, and this is my husband, Aaron. Um, we're, we're four guys. Uh, we, we run probably the last caravan that goes to and from Icewind Dale proper all the way to the Luskin, uh, south to Luskin. Um, we're carrying a few guys. If you guys want to join in, that's it's fine as long as you know anything comes up. You kind of like, you two are the first to get there because, you know, these guys have paid to. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't well, know why they go on paying to go here, but they've paid to go here to Icewind Dale. If, if we can offer man. our services uh, for protection, I would gladly do that for a little bit of heat. Yeah, feel free to 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 come in, um, uh, Zoko. Um, you're still, uh, you're still good with like you know finding us some game each night or every other night. We got enough for like one more day, but usually we meet you about here and you know, kind of trying to keep costs down with everything going up in the north. So, oh, yes, are you okay yes. to kind of go hunting? Absolutely, uh, I can help you with that, Zoko. Oh, oh that's, yes. that's perfect. We're we're going to be making camp in about maybe three hours. So, uh, if you guys want to just jump in the back. We'll get going again. Sure. That many, sounds delightful. Many thanks. And uh, Smoke bows. Pops in. And uh, 
as you guys climb into the back, um, you see an old man, short. Throwing the bucket out right when he opens the door. (laughs) The bucket is bigger than you can lift. I'm going to cut you off there. It is a barrel that is like, and it squats widen, and there's a tap on the side that actually they open and drain out. Oh, yeah. It's got blue juice in there. I'll say no, there's no blue juice in this one. It's more like European uh, trains in Italy. It opens and flushes on the road. I'll, I'll say to the old man, I say, I, I, I realize you're marking your territory, but uh, do you mind if I join you? Uh, sure. We don't have to line up at the bucket, though. I'll sit down. Okay. And and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll start with. Quincy, if you want to describe your character to Zoko and uh, Smoke. Uh, bald. A uh, little bit of a comb over. Uh, squinting. He's got a, a cane. Can barely move. Um, can't see anything. Uh, pretty well deaf. Um, very grumpy in a lot of situations um mr magoo (laughs) you will die up here old man you are useless to us who who what (laughs) oh never mind sorry (laughs) now next we'll go to maximus if you'd like to describe your character uh, so Maximus is a human bard, and he is wearing leathers, and he has um, a cape. And the thing you notice about his cape is that it's it's more of a uh, a like a suit bag, and uh, he zips it up the side, and he has a whole uh, wardrobe that he carries around. Instead of like in a backpack where stuff would get all wrinkly, he has like he has like all of his uh, costumes for his uh, for his performances in his suit bag that he wears as a cape, and uh, he has a bow and arrows. He has a lute and uh, a flute, and um, stands about six feet tall with uh, brown hair and brown eyes. And uh, last but not least, we'll go to Ponto. Uh, Sitting majestically in the corner, you see a halfling uh, already bundled up in all his cold weather gear. Um, Bright green jacket, fur lined, and some heavy looking leather pants. Uh, Looks pretty lightly equipped um, as you sort of look him over he has a, a dagger but he has a whole bunch of tools he has hammers and various picks and uh, these tools and crafting tools and just a- any tool for any job that he would ever need you see just strapped to his belt strapped to his bag um, all over him, um, but 
very, very lightly equipped apart from uh, the tools that he's carrying. And he has uh, a, a single piece of armor. He has a van brace on his right arm um, that looks a little bit too big for him. Uh, sort of a, a bluish gray in color. Uh, and that's uh, is getting a little bit of a chuckle as Quincy's, you know, peeing on the lion man that came in, but. Since we don't need to describe uh, Zoko and Smoke for the sake of everyone else around us, let's go with our full character names, starting with Ponto. My full character name is Ponto Goodhalf. Uh, next, we'll go to Smoke. Uh, my full character name is Smoke Donroar. Uh, we'll go with Quincy. Uh, Quincy Magoo. Uh, Ray, because I want to see him actually try and pronounce his full name now. Oh my goodness. That's Everybody get calls you me Yeti. You guys are my friends. You can call me Yeti. And he lastly, was... I heard Eddie's. Yeah. Yeti. Yeti. Uh, I'm Maximus Overtone. Perfect. Uh, I um, thought Ray was playing Zuko. Who's this Zuko guy? He's definitely not playing Zuko because uh, then he would be from the Fire Tribe. Yeah. Um, so what? what do we call him? Yeti or Zoko? Uh, you can call him Zoko, um, but if you get familiar enough with him, you will probably start calling him Yeti because that's what everybody else calls him. Because he has scraggly long white hair. He doesn't wear nearly enough clothing for the conditions it is outside. In Probably ice doesn't bathe either. One does he not takes no baths, which means he like literally strips down and rolls in the snow. Don't recommend it for everyone. It's not a fan favorite. It's fun. Quincy, you could give him a golden shower. Check that, that one is... off the list. Plus 10 experience points. Oh, well, just so we're all aware, it's totally milestone, so it doesn't mean whatever. <laughs> the points milestone. don't matter until yeah. I tell you. Just exactly. makes us feel better. Yeah. He's just handing um, out experience points all over the place. Yes, absolutely. Everybody right now gets 100 experience. You're still level one. Um, <laughs> at this point, the the caravan, uh, you see Metha kind of pull back. Uh, Zoko, it, it, now would be about the time, right time to start running. The sun's just about done. Not that we're going to get that any much longer if we keep going north. But uh, if you could maybe hunt something or, or maybe plan to tomorrow, that'd be fine. We have enough rations for everybody tonight. Let's go find something. I, I need to stretch me? my legs. I'll go with you. Excellent. So perfect. Yeti? That's great. Can I call you Yeti? You can call me. We're best friends, Fred. I call. I run over and I give him a big hug. Oh! oh. Um, Let's go find some meat. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then I wipe the piss off my <laughs> chest. He had on him. Um. At this point. Zoko make a survival check with advantage because smoke hunts for 
his entire life and is quite good at it, even though this terrain is completely foreign to him. 22. That'll be just fine. Um, you pull out um, this like gorgeous elk that was kind of like just in the lower parts of this bowl and like the wind was kind of just sweeping towards you slightly so that none of your scent was there and, and and you Zoko is just or Smoke is just amazed that you are walking in like gullies of snow like it's nothing and, and he's just kind of like you know trying to keep up and you know trying to stay low and quiet and he's taking notes from you at this point going oh look, look, this is how he's kind of walking through this and and he's seeing how you know you're you're stepping in your footprints, and when you kind of like got a kill, like you know you're you're making sure you you hang up. Mike's trying to stretch and get another yeah, beer, but he's not committing <laughs> to taking the headphones off. It's so entertaining to watch. Um, watch him pull the computer over. <laughs> um. So at this point, like, you know, he's got a fresh kill. He's bleeding it out. And, like, you can see the blood coming out and pooling at the bottom. And he's trying to, like, butcher some of the meat quickly. And, and you're helping him with this process. And you guys get enough rations to get you all the way to Icewind Dale at this point. Because there'll be enough meat to feed all of you with a 22. So uh, I don't know if you guys want to maybe have a conversation with... Smoke being amazed at a how you're walking in your own footsteps even on the way back, just out of sheer habit of always trying to take the easiest path, and even though trudging through that is very appropriate. Mike, thank you. Um, Mike cut us off. He doesn't want us to see the beer runs anymore. <laughs> um, about how to like just stay efficient with your movement through snow because it's like Smoke, you're you're tired from just even this short jaunt, the the cold weather inclement climate and like just trudging through snow is just difficult for you to like wrap your brain around and, and i used do to, usually hunt horseback too you do okay sure horseback. you do yep I'm, your people hunt horseback seems odd we hunt on horseback really but you're like a lion person well are you if we get into the bush, I'll try to stealth, but when I hunt, I run as fast as I can, too. I don't trudge through snow. This this is like I'm in the mud. White mud. I will teach you all the things I know, my friend. It will be fun. It will be glorious. And then we will visit your homeland, and we will see your lion women. That and it sounds will be good. amazing. <laughs> Please send all of the fan art to PerilousPlutes, PerilousPursuits.com, because I don't want to see any of it. <laughs> um so as you guys come back you can see Metha and Aaron they they have they know Zoko will find something to eat because he has never failed them at this point he has always found rabbits or elk on good days and like maybe a wolf every now and again on on any time and um they they see the meat and they're like, oh, wonderful. And they go to quickly to chopping and preparing and just like making some hot stew, something to like satisfy your soul and maybe gain a bit of warmth back of where you think you're actually going. Quincy, for some reason, you still think you were headed to Chalt. You think you're looking at the snow and you're like, oh, you were going to go through this cold span and like 
we're gonna see white sandy beaches and this is what you're thinking you're 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 seeing this hot sun waves in the background and white beaches and this snow and you're just like smiling and you're just you're pretending you're in like <laughs> you're oh, pretending you think you you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be in the beaches in like a couple days it's gonna be amazing and if Ponto would like he can roll to attack Quincy who is in not moving target very slow moving what I want to throw a snowball at Quincy um, that's no. probably not going to hit uh, would an 11 hit uh, that's a good question probably does yeah, that's probably his armor class He's blind. You have advantage if he's blind, don't you? <laughs> I would say you have advantage because Quincy's eyes are literally closed and he is imagining the sun on him right now. Oh, but, Quin- no. but Quincy has weird luck, so uh, All right, then I think, it's, then I, it's I think to burn your luck. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna burn a luck point and make you. Uh... <laughs> oh no! Fourteen would have hit me. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my uh, halfling luck and reroll yeah, get that one. all of it right now. <laughs> We're gonna get attacked. That's a two. So luck oh. against luck. Slow all of your best abilities on this snowball fight. Yeah, so that that'll be a four to hit. So so Quincy, yeah. you, Quin- for some Quincy. reason you're. Quincy looks down, he thinks he saw a shell on the ground, and this snowball whizzes over his head. Yeah. And, Damn it. and Ponto, you're like, the guy is 90 years old. How did he, like, his face was here, and then his head yeah. was, and it, like, well, look over slow to motion like, of, like, how he moves. Just like my grandpa. And you're just like, like my grandpa. I can never hit him. <laughs> how is this possible? Um, Man is a wizard. Metha and Aaron tell you guys that in about two more days travel, we'll get to the last town before we're kind of in Icewind Dale proper, and the town is called Raven Rock. Um, Bad omens. One bad. map that will not be on the thing, right? Um, yeah. So you guys know that you know a couple more days, and you'll actually get not quite to. Windale, but uh, at this point um, Aaron will kind of let you guys know like you know once we kind of get to Raven's Rock there's kind of like I know you guys are all going through to Icewindale and that's fine um, we've got a couple of stops to make so we, we might take a few detours like it's no big deal the price is still the same we're all getting to Icewindale safely like we'll be fine Zoko's here everything is a-okay yeah, and you all go to bed inside the caravan. You, there's kind of like stacked bunks that kind of like scoop up out of the deck and then like fold back in. You have no idea how this works. Quincy is enthralled with the button pushing and the deck, the beds pop out. He's like, "This is the most amazing thing I have ever seen." You push the button and all the beds slam back into the caravan. It's the craziest thing. So you all go to bed. Um, Booking it with Metha, Metha, and Aaron go um, 
Zoko, you're still good to keep a watch, right? Um, normally, you got you help us out because we kind of take some shifts. You know, Aaron's um, kind of getting older these days, and you know, this is this might be one of our last trips. We got maybe one two years left, and we're done. Oh, that's sad to hear. I like you people. Of course, I watch for you. No problem. Perfect. Yeah, um, Aaron always takes the first watch. Zoko, if you can take the middle, and then and then Metha can and take the last one. Um, That's the worst watch, I'll, but I'll, I'll do it. I'll join the last one with Metha. Oh, uh, that, that's fine. Thank you, Mr. Smoke. It's, it's, it's appreciated. The last watch is always the hardest because you, you've slept from the beginning and then you get up. It's the dead of night and it's so cold out here. It's only going to get colder. Great. Um, Aaron will, as you guys are going to bed uh, he will he will say like uh, uh, there's a kind of a, a warning I gotta tell you guys like just before like tomorrow before we get into Raven's Rockets about going into Icewind Dale it's like I gotta tell everybody we gotta say just it's kind of like my this is the warning once we go in here there's kind of no turning back because we have to get to the town we towns and then we loop and we we come back out and, and we'll be fine. You guys will get there. We'll all make it safe. But I just kind of have to like give you some warning. So you all go to sleep that night. You have Quincy has dreams of soft, warm beaches, waves in the background. Um, smoke, you, you have not been this warm. And honestly, it feels like years because this thing keeps this little caravan at a lovely 23 degrees it's beautiful it's warm all the time you almost feel like there's like a breeze moving through it's it reminds me almost of like your homelands it's quite pleasant um maximus you have a fantastic sleep as you do every night and same with you ponto go ahead quincy gets up three times in the night to go pee I will allow it this time and maybe when the weather is more inclement you might have to make a check if you make it back Um, icicles no he just goes to pee in the bucket perfect that's great so when there is nothing to pee in in the outside and you guys are camping or moving through whatever weather uh, we will make checks to see if you can figure out how far you go out and how far you come back as an old man walking through snow in the middle of the night things are disorientating third time Quincy wakes up I I wake up and I'm like Quincy it's so cold you have to be careful wake me up if you have to pee and I will cast guidance on you you have to be careful I, I never miss the bucket well usually never um, Zoko, you actually kind of like sleep half in, half out because it's actually too hot. Yeah, I keep telling this... everyone we gotta open the door. It's fucking hot in here. Let's get the door open. It's, we need a little breeze so, like, through here. You're you're kind of like that person that sleeps with like the blanket over like a third of your body. <laughs> Which third I don't know. You can you can leave that up for your imagination. But it's like the rest of you is it's too hot. You're splayed out. You're sweating. It is hot in here. 
Um, you enjoy the middle watch because it kind of gives you a break of being in this hot tent and, and you feel that like that tug in your heart of like bringing you something guiding you northward to Icewind Dale it's beautiful um, you guys all have an uneventful night and wake up the next day uh, you have a little bit of leftovers from last night's meal at, to start your day and uh, Metha and Aaron drain the bucket um, as they do every morning and away they go um, it's another very boring day um, the weather is slowly getting colder you can see clouds on the horizon slowly almost always covering the skyline now you would see sun maybe two three days ago but now it's nothing but cloudless clouds in the sky it's just everything is always gray you barely see the sun and the temperature honestly starts to plummet um Aaron, on the last day before uh, he, we get to Raven Rock, he, he kind of like sets the wagon up and they, uh, Metha kind of starts preparing the night again. And he says, now I don't know how much you guys know about here, but Icewind Dale has become trapped in a perpetual winter. It's, it didn't used to be this way. It's used to be quite nice in the summer months it was it would get a little bit above zero maybe 10 15 degrees and, and then the the evenings would be above zero as well but all we see is snow these times of years so that's one of the reasons why this will probably be one of our last trips out of here um in the next day or two we'll probably go through some mountain passes we usually see blizzards um even the spine of the world, if you talk to Zoko, he, he will tell you has been worse and worse. Um, the lands of Icewind Dale has not felt the sun in almost two years. Nothing but frozen tundra, darkness, and bitter cold rain. The land as king and queen. Most Dale residents blame Oral the Frost Maiden as culprit of this. If you don't know who Oral is, I can fill you in on that, but honestly, it's kind of like this running myth of a, a creature that descended into these lands two years ago. People have seen it. Um, usually not many people make it back. If a group of adventurers such like yourselves go out and, and they find it, uh, my best advice would be to run. If, if you see anything that doesn't make sense, turn around and go the other way. The, the people of uh, Icewind Dale, the Dale folk, they live in scattering of settlements known as the Ten Towns. Um, caravans coming in like ourselves, you know, are the only connection of these settlements to the rest of the mainland of Faerun. Um, we, we are one of the last few. Um, a few times once a month, each town kind of sacrifices something to Oral to hopefully maybe appease her and she will release us out of this winter. Um, some some towns sacrifice people. It's unfortunate. We understand it's not liked, 
but it's necessary, they feel to appease Oral in, in saying how devoted they are to her, the Frost Maiden. Some people sacrifice food, um, all the food and, and the trout and, and, and the elk and every all their catchings they will lay out and sacrifice the food of the day. And for towns that are still not good enough to do that, some people sacrifice the heat. They will turn off all heat sources, all, all oil lanterns, all furnaces, any sort of heat for one night will be turned off. Be aware that when this is going on, honestly, it's the best to just blend in. Don't stand out. Try and not make an impact on the people, but if you hear a rumor or something going on that you need to help with, help them, because honestly, for the past two years, it's been awful. I have never, ever seen snow for two years in this miserable place. I give Smoke a little nudge in the, with my uh, elbow, and I say, hey, maybe we can make use of that Quincy after all. Sacrifice him. <laughs> Why? Well, he must be the leader of his clan. He's marking his territory everywhere. It's it's probably royalty. Uh, well, that'll be even greater of a sacrifice to Oral. That's true. Yeah? It's maybe. Yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, that's why it actually sounds like how we select leaders at home. I, it was uh, just a joke, man. Come on, Smoke. Well, I'm just uh, joking. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke has no idea about the humor. <laughs> doesn't get it at all. <laughs> Took it way too literally. Um, Aaron will continue to tell the tell you guys. It's like you know, you guys are more of the adventurer types. We we've carried lots of groups up here. Um, you know, the ten towns are what they call the ten towns. Um, they're kind of a place to test one's own strengths and. And maybe spirit of the people have come before you but um, if you can help these people at all in, it would be appreciated um, they're really down on their luck um, whatever you do if you need to go outside bundle up walk straight where you're going and get in the building don't leave the door open close it immediately it's really disrespectful if you leave the doors open or anything of the sort because we all work very hard to keep things heated here and warm so we all don't freeze to death because it's honestly going to get twice as cold and Aaron is staring at Smoke it's going to be twice as cold and as Smoke's right now Smoke's jaw just slowly starts opening just like <laughs> can't believe it and Aaron will tell Smoke he's like look in the dead of night last year had to go pee and we were almost in Icewind Dale and I honestly peed so fast that it was icicles hitting the ground before I got back in. It froze coming right out of me. That's gotta hurt. It's special. Um, so Aaron has warned all of you that the weather out here is awful. He has seen blizzards, avalanches, anything of the sort. 
Um, he has told you a little bit of what he knows about Oral the Frost Maiden. Oral is spelled A-U-R-I-L. I don't know why they pronounce it that way, but that's what they did. Um, otherwise known as the Frost Maiden. Because we weren't twisted as fuck in the 80s when the name was made. Probably. So you all will know about the Frostmaiden and her rule over, let's call it Icewind Dale, or the Ten Towns area at the minimum, in your knowledge. Um, Zoko would know the Ten Towns, at least the names of them. Maybe Ponto as well would at least know the names of the towns. He at least knows the name of the main town. Um, Smoke would have no knowledge of it. Quincy would have no knowledge of it. And um, Maximus would definitely have knowledge as well. Um, As you guys bed down for the night again and go through the process, Smoke, you, you toss and turn at the thought it being at least twice as cold as it is right now in the middle of the day. Um, You go through your gear many times making sure you've got your furs, your boots, your extra pair of like leg warming leg warmers going off. You've got your mitts set out. You know, scarves have been added to your inventory. Like You were set for this. You bought what the guy told you at the store saying, oh, you're going to Icewind Dale and the guy's like you're going to ice Windale. He's like, you're covered in fur. Maybe you'll at least be like, it's like, no, it's cold right now. And the guy's like, it's like 15 outside, but you're like freezing. Um, I, I think smoke would really take extra care. He's realizing what he's getting into and he's treating his clothing. Like it's his most prized possession. Take, um, take care of it. At this point, you guys are all going through the motion of like, you know, checking your gear, making sure you have everything. Um, Quincy, do you want to roll an investigation? Guidance. <laughs> you can add guidance. I don't care. We you can't see Jason's everything. rage face, though. Everything. <laughs> Twelve plus. Twelve plus. You say investigation? Yeah. Oh, twelve minus one. <laughs> Perfect. Did you add a D four to it? Yes. Okay. Um. Wonderful. That's fine. That's enough for in my books. Um. In your your book that you have like your plans day one you know going to the beach day two all that stuff written out you find about at the back you kind of like flip it open and it kind of props open you find this note fall out you open it up and you kind of like huh? and you're like doing this to just try and see I, the I my magnifying glass and my one Perfect. eyeball goes really big yeah. Exactly, and it says... What does it say? And you find in well-scripted, lovely writing of your son, it says, Dear Dad, in the years we've gotten to know you and seen you 
get more and more crazy. We, we have opted for you to have one more adventure by sending you to, in quotations, Chalt. We hope that you never come back. You have been nothing but crazy ever since whatever happened at your work when you finished the past year has been awful you are not yourself you are losing your mind we are nice enough and i mean nice enough to provide you with clothes when you get to icewind dale and you see like a little snowman written on and like a snowflake I think one of you guys dropped a note over here. And it says, Dear Dad, and you know this is your son's writing, and this, you know, now it's starting to click in, like, you're really going north. And you're kind of like, you're kind of doing the panic going, like, little fucker. The airport. The little fucker. The little fucker. The little fucker. The little fucker. <laughs> and the okay note continues there, to go on. Turn the is... card around. Turn the card around. I'm gonna go kill him. <laughs> Love will. <laughs> it says honestly, if we never see you again, that's fine with me. If you somehow manage to get your senses back, and you make it back here, not only will we be impressed, but we hope it's five to ten years from now. Because honestly, maybe in that time, you'll get not so crazy. I don't know what happened to you. Maybe those wizards did something to you on your last day. But honestly, stay away. And please, for the love of everything, I hope you run into an old friend and you fall out and freeze in a lake. Because we don't want to see you. Sincerely, what would the name of your son be? Little bastard. <laughs> Art. No. <laughs> I think Will. I think Will. Oh, sure. Will. It'll be. No way. You can't forget love that. Will. <laughs> sure, that's, why not? that's cruel. <laughs> we all knew you were thinking it. And in your pack. Below all of your stuff that you had planted out, which is like, you know, your bathing suit, your (laughs) suntan lotion, your big sun hat, you've got like your tent, you've got mosquito repellent, you've got all of this beach paraphernalia kind of stuffed in, you're taking it all, (laughs) a snorkel, (laughs) you're pulling all this stuff out and you're like, at the bottom is this like care package and it's tied up and you thought it was like maybe a gift from like your employers and you open it up and it is the ugliest fur set clothing you have ever seen it is white with black spots and you swear you look like a cow you've seen on a farm before and you're like (laughs) where did they find this and you're rubbing at the white and it's coming off like they dyed the furs. It's it is the ugliest thing you have ever seen. But you're like, at least it'll keep me warm. Smoke is looking at his other stuff in the suitcase, and he's like, it, it looks like you need to go to where uh, the Rayana Savannah. 
I put a, I put I put two more pairs of socks on and my sandals back on. <laughs> <laughs> and a fanny I'm pack. Over to Maximus, and I'm gonna be like, "Is it awkward that he read that note out out loud?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a fanny pack of holding? No, he has not acquired that yet. He's <laughs> He's close on the age cusp where it's just trending. It's if he gets one, it's turned to the side. It's like a hip. It rides on his hip. Yeah. Um Maximus, you have taken up the kind tradition of maybe making some music every night as you guys are just eating and just like relaxing. Uh keeping your talent sharp and you know, kinda like stretching your your musical Notes. Can you make a performance check to see how you're doing tonight? Sure. I got 15. Perfect. And what instrument are you playing? Well, probably uh, a pan flute. My fingers might be too cold to uh, work the lute tonight. That's fair enough. That's what um, she said. Thank you. Um, you guys, you guys are entertained by Maximus's uh, rendition of some song you haven't heard in a while. Um, it's so good. It's, pleasant. So good. it's 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 not bad. It's like aspiring new new coming up good like um ponto in the nights are you tinkering still kind of just like working on your stuff like or are you, you kind of just like joining in or um so tonight i'm i'm gonna dig through one of my bags and i'm gonna pull out like a a little smith hammer and some tweezers and some other tools and i'm just sort of like making a mess around where i am and i'm working on this like small cube and i'm just working away on it working away on it working away on it every once in a while i have to like adjust this van brace that's on my arm and i sort of twist it back to you know how i figure it should be on there but i'm tinkering around with this thing and uh you know part of the way through the night i'm i'm hoping i can wake up but yeah, I, every, every night I sort of mess around and tinker around with some objects, and uh, sometimes I'll take my van brace off over in the corner and I'll start messing around with it and twisting it, looking at it from different angles. Very, uh, very determined, nervous, fidgety type energy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Aaron and and Metha, they will they will talk to you guys again. It's like, look, you know. We don't expect you guys to to help us like take watch by any means, but you know if if you guys want to help us out, it'd be appreciated. Um, if we all take a watch, it, it kind of it's, it's not stressful for everyone. Um, we we could pair up then at least. So I'll you know, take first watch. Yourself. Smoke will offer thanks. to take first watch. Thanks, thanks, Smoke. Uh, you'll have Aaron with you. Um, he always takes the first watch. Um, for second watch, anybody. Yes. Yeah, second watch is the Thanks, worst Soko. watch. I will join. Anybody want to join Zoko? Until hop up and be like, "I'll I'll help with the second watch." Perfect. Excellent. Uh, that, 
really big guy and a really short guy. Got it. Um, uh, one more watch. Uh, Quincy, do you wake up in the night to pee? Can you, like, take a watch while you're peeing? Oh, okay. Uh, perfect, yeah. Uh, Maximus, can you join him? Just so he doesn't wander away, at least. Like, I don't need this coming back to me at this point. All right. Uh, hey, I hear I hear you play that, that young monkey music, so I brought my uh, kazoo. You play the kazoo? Yeah, yeah, kazoo. Let's see. <laughs> he pulls out his kazoo and... <laughs> Is that coming out of the kazoo? Yeah. Or somewhere else? No, it's coming out of the kazoo. The kazoo. <laughs> Frantically goes into his bag and grabs another little cube and he starts working on something really fast while the kazoo's playing. Um, so you guys all, like, bed down for the night. The first watch will be Smoke and Aaron. Um, smoke, you can roll Perception with advantage because Aaron will be there with you. Do you smoke? Uh, only know. when I'm riding uh, horseback. No, you just need to make a perception check with advantage. Uh, it's an 18. Perfect. Um, you can see light snow <laughs> falling down. You can see kind of like almost the moon kind of glowing on the top of the clouds providing a very eerie setting as you can see the lights of the town just at the speck of the distance um, I'll probably walk around the caravan like just to keep warm just to keep my body moving do some jumping that's, jacks that's fine Aaron will be firmly planted on top of the caravan he has a spot that he sits and watches almost like he's if he gets low enough like Kind of stays in that heat bubble that transitions between the caravan and the elements somehow. And I'll join them every once in a while just to warm up, but I have my battle axe resting on my shoulder. Perfect. Um, for the second watch, it will be Zoko and Ponto. You guys can both roll perception. Let me use my halfling luck to re roll that one. Oh, oh no. come on, man. <laughs> 16. It's an 11. Perfect. Um, Aaron informs both of you, yeah, you know, he didn't see anything, nothing was coming up. You guys are kind of like parked just on this like crest of a hill to kind of like overlook. Um, not a lot moving out there because it is honestly, it is just, you can see the snows getting deeper in like the sides and you can see the spire of mountains on your right like it just you can see the mountain pass just keeps going maybe Zoko would tell you some stories of like him growing up and just like of the spine of the world and just how it uh, how life is up at the top of the mountains life is the best at the top of the mountains it's so cold it's the best I look at him in awe, and I'm like, I believe it. Hold on one second. I'm going to rush back into the caravan. 
and by the piss bucket, I'm going to finish with my magical tinkering in this cube, and I'm going to go over to smoke and find, like, a like strip of leather or something, and I'm going to make this cube emit the odor of this piss bucket, and I'm going to hide it somewhere in his leathers. <laughs> And then, I'm gonna, okay. and then I'm gonna go back to Zoko. Make a sleight of hand check. Smoke just starts rubbing his nose in his sleep. Um, I don't think I'm very good at sleight of hand, but that's a 15. That's pretty good. What's, what's Smoke's passive perception? I don't think it's 15. No, it would be an 11. Perfect. 15 it is. plus 2, 17. You are dexterous enough to like smoke is sleeping in his fur lined hat, his jacket. He is like so warm and he's just like every now and then you kind of just see him twitch and shiver. You see his tail kind of just swing and curl around him. You find this like inside pocket that like somehow like he just turned and it opened up and you put it in the inside pocket and he's like rolling. And then you can just see kind of his nose just. Like a cat's nose just kind of just <laughs> moving, and you can see whiskers kind of just like twitching. And it's just like, and it's he's restless now. Like, he might figure it out in the morning, but he's not waking up. It's too right. cold. He is he is curled up in his little spot. Run back out, and we like, okay, so in the morning, Quincy marked his territory. I'm gonna wake at Zoko. Like, I don't understand. Can you make okay. an insight check to understand what that means, Zoko? It's okay. You'll get it. You'll get it. It'll all make sense. That's an 11. Perfect. You totally, the wink, the Quincy, and remembering that when Smoke opened, he got peed on, you get it. You are all, you're like... Oh, 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 that's good. This. That's and, so um, good. Zoko, are you drinking whiskey tonight? It's cold enough. You would, you would normally kind of on your watch, you kind of have a nightcap just to kind of warm your blood. I would be okay with that. I don't have any whiskey though, but. You don't have, you have some on you. You have a, well, what for you is a small container in your pack set aside of whiskey from your camp, we'll call it. Perfect. A DM um, gift to your character sheet. Yeah. It's appropriate for your character. I feel like it wouldn't travel without it. I will um, offer a sip to Ponto for his excellent work. He's funny what you Ponto, you know when like in Lord of the Rings and they come back this is a pint. It's like, they call it a pint. It's, it's honestly like Sam Regal in his flask. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, oh, like, you're the best, Ponto. Here you go, try this. And I mean, Ponto, you've had alcohol before, but this this is stuff is like the harshest whiskey you've had in years. It tastes like it almost look could like just combust to give heat. Like this that's how the, strong it is. This is the smooth stuff. You should try it. I take a reasonable size swig for myself and kind of 
half step back a little bit. Whoa. That's pretty good. And you both are like, you're perfectly fine for this cold temperature tonight, especially after the whiskey. Your body is radiating heat. I'll throw out a um, create bonfire as well nearby to Ponto. Yeah, and that that spot is like, you know, it, it feels, I mean, it's warm, but I mean, you got to be like right up to it. Like, it's like the elements are just swirling and like moving the heat around. It's creating some heat, but it's not a, it's not a yeah. ton. Yep. So your watch goes by and then for the third watch we'll have uh, who is waking up Quincy and who is waking up Maximus? Uh, I'll wake up Maximus. Perfect. That means Ponto's waking up Quincy. Quincy's fucking wild card. I stay away from him. Okay. <laughs> if you want to be kind, you can just say you wake them up, but this well, is your I, yeah, choice. I wake up At the beginning nicely. of the campaign, I want to just set the tone for shenanigans because I know it's going to happen eventually. So I'm allowing it to happen now so I can expect it later. I'll grab another cube out of my bag and I'll start tinkering around with a few for a few seconds. I'm going to put a cube right beside hmm. Quincy's ear and it just starts, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. And it'll keep going and going and going. And I can have three of these things going indefinitely. It's time for work already. One of them. <laughs> and and Quincy, you're kind of just like you kind of like you can hear the wake up, wake up, wake up. And you're just like it's just like hitting you, like and you're like oh oh <sighs> and you're doing like the old man stretches that gets out of bed. He's just like. Oh, and then you kind of hunch back over, and you're like, "Oh, I'm better now." No, we're and Olive ran over to my bunk and pretended I was sleeping already. It takes a few minutes, like you've got time to kind of like, and then you, you, Quincy, you see the cube, and it's like talking, it's talking to you, and you're like, "That's so cool!" And you put it in your pack, and you're like, "Maximus, did you see this? Like, you know, it's cool." It, wakes you up when you need to wake up. Okay. You you and Maximus uh, go... How long Ray does create bonfire last? An hour? No, it's uh, one minute, maybe? Okay, so it's at, gone. I don't at know. Most. Yeah, concentration up to a minute. It's a cantrip. So he can keep casting it. but if he Yeah, but he's dead. not taking a watch so he can't do that unless there's wood there that keeps burning there is not wood there um so you guys uh kind of like you know Aaron has showed you kind of like these are the spots I normally if you kind of get up on top of the caravan carefully um, you know you can you can stay kind of in this warm little heat bubble that the caravan makes us and, and we can you know be on our way safely so if you guys want to each make a perception check. Uh, okay. Maximus is going to sneak back down into his bed and not make a perception check. Sure, then make a stealth check, I guess. Okay, yeah. Uh, stealth, I got a 15. 
now I what know was that? we're going to die. Believe it or not, Quincy just uh, critted on his perception check. <laughs> Blind Quincy. <laughs> like a natural 20 kind of? Or yeah, like I, a just rolled kind a, of? Just, I just, just rolled checking. a natural 20. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> so you swore that Maximus got up with you. Uh-huh. And you're like, where is he? And and you're sitting in the spot and it's actually still kind of warm out and you're like if I leave the spot it's going to be cold and you're humming and hawing and you're like I'll be fine I, I'm wide awake I haven't felt this awake in years and you're in good spirits considering you just found out that you got screwed by your family um, but maybe you've turned over a leaf and, and you like I will show those young whippersnappers what real mental and physical work looks like because I'm going to come back and I'm going to kick them out of my house. They can go freeze their asses up on at this place when I get back. Okay. And uh, nothing happens on your watch. It's really uneventful. But you do notice that Maximus is definitely not there. Like, you kind of do a quick around but he's not there and and you can see the the moonlit covered clouds as it's rolling through and you can see kind of just faintly on the snow as it's reflecting the light it's and you're like for a place that's really cold and awful at least it's beautiful the snowy landscape is nice you can see the road for miles almost I can't <laughs> what you think you've the road is, you think it looks actually not bad. So you know that when you get back in, you'll, you'll wake up Martha and you say, you know, little shaker is Martha. I'm, I'm done my watch. It's short turn. We'll, we'll see you in, in the morning. And she's like, oh, thanks so much, Quincy. Should I roll for, to make sure that it's Martha that I wake up or? <laughs> you know which bed to go to because like Aaron and Martha, they've been sleeping in the same bunk at the bottom all the time, and it's the same one. You know which one is theirs. You don't know who's who, but you're you just okay. shake the person and say, "Martha, it's it's your turn to watch." I mean, okay. you can roll odds or evens to know which okay. one you're talking about. The I'll ones go gonna... wake them up, and then uh, when I'm finished waking them up, I'm gonna put the uh, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up cube in Maximus's. Um, okay pillow. Perfect. That's great. You you can do that if you want to make a sleight of hand check. That'd be great. Um, you can make it with advantage because Maximus is passed out. Like he Ooh, like, I'm not doing this. It's not happening. Uh, sleight of hand. Uh, 19. Perfect. That's fantastic. You with quick graceful movements slide the pillowcase open and slide it in and and Martha's getting up and she's watching you and you're like has this guy been like has he been shitting us this whole time because like what I see to here is like something like a 20 year old shady little shit goes and he has gracefully slid it in tucked the sheet back in and none's the wiser and he Quincy walks over to his bed and just kind of curls up in his little bunk and he 
kind of just I don't know what you do for small time whether you're writing notes in your book or or you're you know just kind of like chatting to yourself like crazy old people do yeah that's what I do um, your, your, your full rest is done um, but uh, uh, Martha gets out and she's starting to make a bit of breakfast again you guys uh, Martha after an hour or so he, she kind of just says okay everyone you know just wait wait we got about 10, 20 minutes and uh, relieve yourselves and, you know, we'll, we'll head out again and we're going to go head out to Raven Rock today. And uh, after that, we'll be into, you know, we'll be into Icewind Dale proper. So, um, so if there's anything right. you need, I mean, you guys are, are fair enough to you know, go into the town, but uh, we'll only be there for about 10 minutes and there's only like two shops. One is like a general shop and the other one is kind of just like a pub um there's some houses around but don't don't knock on any of the doors the people there they don't like outsiders just if you want to go out need to grab a drink just go there we're going to resupply at the shop and then we'll be out in like 20 minutes is it still the morning like are we all outside the caravan just kinda yeah it's still morning time you're still i, I gotta find yeti just kind okay. of stretch and just say to Yeti, I, it's, it's strange, strange people in our in our group. I, I, I honestly, I'm not sure if I understand your customs and all that, but I, I it's think, okay. I think I feel welcome. Oh yeah, we're friends. We're best friends. I, I really appreciate it. I, you know, I, I feel like these. I think I'm understanding the customs too, and I consider you a friend too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about this place here, but these people seem okay. Well, you know what? Just to, to show you how I, I, I can maybe adapt, I'll, I'll, I'll pull my pants down and I'll start peeing on Yeti. Uh, I would like to do a reflex save to avoid <laughs> such a thing. <laughs> 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 Um, you make <laughs> you make your P save. You roll that P save right now. Uh, initiative, maybe. Initiative. We'll start with initiative. Yeah, I, I thought absolutely. I got a. I think I got a surprise round. Though. I think I'm gonna start yeah. crossing swords now. No, I'm, I'm just backing <laughs> off. I honestly think this is a custom of friendship. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not fun. Well, the stream has started. Yeti, as, can't stop as, a stream midstream. Like, you're you're looking down like. Smoke is playing with his pants, and you're like, "What is going on?" And then he like opens them, and like he's about to pee on you. Roll I a dexterity up. save to just humor me, please. For the love of everything, get five percent to get the one. Oh, come That's on! That's a twenty. Shit. <laughs> twenty total. Twenty total. Yes, nineteen plus one. Okay, that's fine. Uh, you swiftly move one of your legs out of the stream. I mean, maybe some molecules of smoke's pee uh, brushes past your leg, and you're like, uh, uh, you explain to him that this is not the customs here. Uh, that is the weird old man thing. That is not normal. Yeah, this is not what it's supposed to be. We, not, we don't do this to each other. But the old man, he, he, he did that and to me. The old man's fucking the head. And then I found one of the, the that little guy over there. He gave me one of these cubes that smells like the pee, too. I think he gave me some of his pee. 
I think that's because you're their bitch. <laughs> I'm nobody's bitch. I don't know what their deal is. So you're telling me that I was actually just, all I was doing was peeing on you right now? Yeah, the peeing. The, well, you didn't because I'm faster than you, but you tried yeah. to. Uh, oh, I apologize. I forgive my, you. I apologize. I, you. I, I, I'm confused. I don't understand your strange ways up here. I think we need to talk. To, I don't know. These people are not my people. In my culture, we don't pee on each other. Maybe it's okay for you to pee on them. I we, don't know. We, we, <laughs> do, we don't pee on each other either. I think maybe ask them before you start peeing on them, though. Uh, my, I pee on trees. You know, I mark my territory, but... I don't feel like I should belong to them now. Uh, you might want to check with them. See where you belong in the social order of things. Yeah. On I the P stick, right. so to, on the P scale? Yeah. Your you, top or the bottom? I think you're on the bottom of the P scale now. Yeah, I, I don't want any more P on me. <laughs> uh, I have no intent of peeing on you, so uh, I, I promise. I bow. I say thank you, my friend. I do nothing to dishonor you or your people. Alright. And um, I just, I look at all the yellow streaks in the snow. <laughs> and Ponto's just rolling around in the not yellow snow. It's <laughs> <laughs> off. And, um, and honestly, Smoke is so naive, he just, he doesn't get. A lot of things go over his head. I think Ponto's just joking with you. I, I don't know if the, the other guy, that Quincy. I don't oh, know we, what his deal is. we joke sometimes, like we, we bite each other or punch each other. It's funny. <laughs> I would not recommend trying that. Also, <laughs> was just having a, a laugh. It was it was fine. It was friendly, I think. Okay. So don't eat don't punch him, don't eat don't bite him? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay. Strange customs. <laughs> so as you guys are just getting ready for your day. You eat your meal, and, and the caravan pulls into Raven Rock, and we'll stop here, and we'll take a quick break, and we'll all take an actual pee break and not pee on a smoke break. <laughs> uh, You're all my friends! <laughs> and we'll see everyone back in a few minutes. All right. Awesome. It was really good, Art. It's been good descriptions. The cart is pulling into uh, Rock, uh, Raven Rock, and uh, you see Martha and Aaron. They're they're busy getting ready. They look at you guys. You guys is like, we got twenty minutes. You can either come in the shop or go in the tavern. Um, I recommend the tavern. Just have a drink, and we'll be we'll be lickety split, split out. Just tell them um, Martha and Aaron have sent you, and, and you can have a glass of cider on the house it's it's all right it's actually pretty good it's from good mead uh what is the name of the good mead i'll look it at yeti good. for direction just like what should we do yeah it's from good mead actually yeah i don't know why um, should we listen to them we go have free cider let's let's go get a whiskey what, what is um, this whiskey I've never oh, had it. I've never had oh, alcohol before. What is this alcohol? <laughs> You've never had alcohol. What's wrong with your people? Come on, let's go have some. Okay. Is that a cat. 
The Aracocas <laughs> used to make some, but uh, I've never never tasted it. Come, come. As, nope. as you guys are kind of like chatting and walking towards the tavern, uh, you open the doors and kind of like smoke. Maybe your nose is kind of more attuned at like picking up scents just because of the feral nature of your and maybe your hunting characteristics this pungent essence of like damp wood that hasn't been cleaned proper in years and like old liquids that you've never smelt before have that have stained the bar tops and you see uh, a male behind the bar and he's he's serving and he kind of just gives you the nod and see a dwarf at the table beside you as you walk in and it's like it's a pretty tight room it's like maybe 30 by 40 so it's it's not a big space there's well, I'm a couple six of tables six. around i'm six foot six 235 you can easily walk in the place it's okay. it's just like you duck your head to get in and like it, a regular human can walk through the door you've got a duck because you're tall and same probably with zoko you're probably fairly tall. You, you're bedding and way down and coming back up and everybody else is walking in behind you. And um, the bartender behind um, Orem Whitestone um, he uh, just goes over and is like, ah, uh, welcome. Uh, you're you're here in Raven Rock. Uh, I take it you're with the caravan. They're supposed to be coming in today, but um, I've never even seen what you are. Uh, but if you're with Aaron and Martha, you, you can come and you can have a drink. Um, I'll give a big you with them? Yes, big. please, we are. Uh, perfect, yep, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll be there in a second. Just go sit at a table and... and and uh, we'll get at you. And Orem's looking at Quincy shaking his stick. He's like, we don't do that here. You either go sit or you go out. You choose. I think Mike's, Mike's mic is off again. Yeah, it is. There you go. <laughs> Were you doing the voice and nobody was listening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your... You were doing this, and I'm like, Orm's like, like, nope. Quincy's like waving his cane in the air. (laughs) Because, like, nobody can see him. He's hunched over, and he's below the bar, so all you'd see is the tip of the cane. (laughs) The audience of one. (laughs) I'm entertaining myself. Uh, So you all find a table off in a corner, and uh, you... um, are all kind of like huddled around and you're like, you're kind of, you're like stretching cause it's actually warm in this building. It's not cold. The roads out now are all covered in snow. Always temperature is still in the negatives at the highest point of today. Um, but you know, at this point you kind of are creeping into the, the valley of Icewind Dale. And like Aaron warned you, it is, it is honestly only getting colder from here. Um, you see like little fires, like, uh, kind of like ambient heaters on each side of the room, just to like keep a small, efficient, uh, 
because it is expensive to heat places. He honestly hopes more people come in because your body heat is actually heating it faster than the ambient heat on each side of the building. Um, he pulls up uh, with uh, a glass for each of you. He's like, thanks for stopping in. Um, uh, you know, you'll only be here for a little bit. Um, just keep to yourself and don't, don't piss off the dwarf, please. Honestly, he's been a pain in my ass for the longest time. Just keep quiet and drink your free drink and it's fine. See you when you come back out of this shithole that you're going into. Thank you. Thank you for the drink. And he waves and goes back to the bar and he's he's cleaning cleaning uh, the bar and maybe some glasses and you know he's serving a few other customers and, and you can see that dwarf he pointed off he's like you know, just don't piss, don't piss them off, please. Um, and you can see she is muttering to herself, and you kind of like thinking, like, I look kind of like Quincy, except for a little smarter, a lot younger, because she's kind of much better looking. Um, <laughs> Do what would you guys like to do in this twenty minutes? Because you can you can hear people talking around you. You can hear um, the dwarf talking at the table beside you. Uh, what do you want to go on doing for the twenty minutes here? I'm looking to see if Pato has got that glint in his eye that I've seen when he put the piss stick on smoke. <laughs> I'm 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 thinking. Pull off my bag and start rummaging through. I'm putting tools on this table and sort of look over and like, so we're not supposed to piss off the dwarf, eh? What should we do? Maximus Maximus is keeping his eyes peeled for anyone, any of the patrons here that maybe have their change purse like loosely tied around their belt you know just something that maybe they wouldn't notice if it left um you can see that most of the people here are adept at life that is harsh and um the only one that you can see is kind of like even remotely not paying to attention to like their personal effects would be the dwarf, but honestly, she's got a battle axe embedded into the table mm. beside her and a shield on one side. She looks like she could take care of herself, but she would be the only one that you might be able to, like, you know, swindle something off of, but it's a is chance. Is she drinking? She is drinking. Is she like 12 beers in? Hey, Maximus, you want to play the kazoo with me? I'm playing some music. <laughs> it's a bar, right? Let's get it hopping. Yeah, I got a horn I can play. No, I'm I'm not playing music with you. <laughs> okay, I'm playing with Quincy. I'm going to get as far away from Quincy and, and Zoko. <laughs> I'm not a part of this. I'm playing my horn. <laughs> sure, um, 
musicians. Zoko, go ahead. the worst. Never go ahead and make a performance check, and same with you, Quincy. We'll see how good your horn blowing and your guitar playing. You can only do one at a time, so you pick it. Oh, not 20! One at a time. It's a cantrip. Yeah, but you have to concentrate Yeah, you on can it. concentrate on one at a time. At the same time. Performance. Let's go to Quincy. Okay. I got a 20. Perfect. That's fantastic. <laughs> I got a 22. Maximus, your jaw drops as like the horn and kazoo work together <laughs> yeah. in unison like you've never thought before. One is picking up and the other one is de- ebbing through. It's like they're a weld-oiled jazz band that is playing for years, like riffing off of each other. And it's, it is mind-boggling. Am I the only so- one? Am I the only one who is um, distracted by this wonderful performance? No, I, Every- Smoke is beside you. I'm, I'm kind of watching him in awe, too. Everyone in the bar is turning and staring at your table, including the dwarf. And like Orem is just like, well, these guys can play. I didn't know that. Shit, we should have just had them here for a lot. Maybe I can, you know, he's thinking, it was like, maybe I can stall Martha and Aaron for a day here. Like, you know, this is maybe bring in a few more guests. I could sell a few more cups. It'd be great. And like, he's just, he's just like, you could see the wheel spinning. He's like, I've got to capitalize on this opportunity. This does not happen every day. I've got, some weird people here that suddenly can play some instruments that are really good. So I'll approach him and I'll say, look, um, you, you like what you hear. I mean, we could, uh, we could maybe come back tomorrow and, and do a whole set. If, uh, you know, if you pay up front, it's, it's a mere 10 gold and we'll play a whole set tomorrow night. How's that sound? Yeah, but you're, Oh, hi. I, I'm Orem. Nice to meet you. Your name is? Uh, Maximus. Oh, Maximus perfect. Overtone. Wonderful. How, how did you meet such great players? Like, I haven't seen guys like that. They could play it in years since, like, you know, the, the snows left before this winter came. Well, you know, we're a traveling troupe, and, uh, you know, we, we all have our strengths. Some play the kazoo. Some play the horn. Uh, I myself uh, have a pan flute here and a lute, and you know I, I oh oh yeah I've wow. got many different talents. So absolutely, so ten gold and, and you'll play tonight and to, and then or you'll play tonight and tomorrow night. Ten gold. Well, tonight is just uh, for free. Tonight is just to show off, and Amazing. tomorrow night we'll come back and play for ten gold. How's that? Perfect. Sound? Perfect. Now. You're with Martha and Aaron, right? Like that you're you're heading down. Are you here for a day? Sometimes it's odd when they come, but normally they're only in here for a little bit. Well, uh, you know, if if you can persuade us, we might stay a day. Oh, well, um, yeah, and it, it, just give me like ten minutes. If if you go sit down, I, I I gotta I'll send out my boss, and he'll he'll go talk to Martha and Aaron. Uh, and I'll get right back to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Maximus, we should leave soon. The caravan's going to be leaving any minute now. <laughs> okay. And uh, you'll see kind of like everyone kind of like staring as like uh, people are shouting across the bar as the kazoo and the horn are playing still. And, uh, you know, Orem's just thinking, it's like, oh, shit. shit. Um, 
I can give you five gold right now, but I really need to talk to my boss. I just, can I give you five and you can just hold off for like, like 10 minutes, please. Uh, all right. Five, five is like a holding fee. Um, sure. Uh, that is, and, and you'll see kind of him taking out from like behind the bar. Uh, he'll pull out five gold pieces and slide up. He's like, honestly, just don't tell my boss I did this right now. Last time, like I, I really got in trouble about this because they weren't very good after the first night. But, you know, I've seen you guys play. They're, they're fantastic. Just give me a minute. And you see Matt, uh, he, he gives you the five gold. He's like, absolutely, go sit back down. And and he motions for you to go back to your table. Uh, do you walk back? He told me to go sit down? Yeah, he told you. He's like, give me like, give me like 10 minutes. Like, he paid you your five gold. Uh, he told you to go sit back down. He's like, I'm going to get my boss to go talk to Martha and Aaron and see if they can, they can swing like, uh, an, like maybe at least one more day here. Well, no, I'm not going to go sit back down. I'm going to be like, well, actually, before you go to talk to your boss, maybe I could play a song for you myself. Oh, I really need to. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, um, here he pours you an extra glass of meat and he hands it to you. He's like, honestly, like, I really need to tell my boss, like, don't worry about it. This one's free as well. And, And like, he like drops the glass and like you know you see him rummage underneath the bar and then he's like I'm I'll be just back in a second and you see him like walk to the side and he just like opens the door in behind the bar and he's like hey boss can you come out here in the meantime in the anything? background uh Quincy's wandering around looking for a bucket <laughs> I thought you were playing the concert I thought you were kazooing I was but you're, I'm kazooing. You, still being okay. You're doing the jazz flute escapades of, through the like, crowd. Ron Burgundy the right crowd. now. <laughs> he's he's playing up the crowd. Correct. Okay. Um, so you see him like shout into the back, and like another human male walks forward, and they have a few words, and he's like, "Oh, really?" And he sees you guys playing. He's like, "Oh, this is fantastic!" And you see the guy exit the tavern. At this point, uh, the dwarf at the table beside kind of like, you know, kicks back and is watching you play and uh, like is like drinking her drink. And she's she's like motions over. He's like, hey, you guys are pretty good. You guys heading down to the to the 10 towns. He's, she's just like talking to your guys's table. I'm assuming uh, Quincy and Zoko, you're kind of like doing your thing in like kind of the middle of the room. I don't know. Zoko's probably like standing, just playing the horn while Quincy's kind of bobbing and weaving, let so to speak. So I probably got a good five minutes of playing and then I'm tired of it, bored of it. Sure. Um, so that means... Maximus, uh, actually, Smoke would be there, Honto would be there, Zoko would be walking back, and that leaves Maximus the unknown yet. So. Okay, so okay. if if uh, Zuko's going to bail after five minutes, I'm going to take the second set. I'm going to get on the, the platform stage. Perfect, and, yeah. And I'll, okay. I'll pull out the loot. It's warm okay. in here. Yep. I'm going to flag down the uh, waitress while he's doing that. 
the waiter. Waiter. Yeah. I will uh, join Maximus with the second cube that I frantically got going uh, last night in the recording of the kazoo last night. It was not nearly as talented, and I'll run up <laughs> on the stage with that. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll look at Maximus. I'll be like, I'm ready. Uh, okay, um, so Maximus, you can make your performance check with advantage because this is what you do. Um, Ponto, you can attempt. You can certainly try and make a performance check to see how good the kazoo was. I'm pretty sure the kazoo was not great last night. so It wasn't, but this is you enhancing through your abilities. Oh, that's kind of you. That's what an artificer does, so. Well, that's a two plus zero. Yes. Can't we roll twos? <laughs> nope. And I got uh, a four, 14. Perfect. So Maximus is not nearly as good as the first set of Quincy and, and Zoko. They, they have obviously set that bar high. And I mean, you're playing... You're playing good. It's average. It's still decent. It's better than probably most of these people have heard. And it's a. It's, this is a loot. This isn't just a kazoo. Yeah. Hey. It's oh, way wow. more <laughs> intricate, hey. and and you're you're attempting to do like you're trying to like upscale it and do harder stuff because you've been you feel like the bar has been set by Zoko and Quincy. Kazoo um, solo. Yeah. Kazuko. Zoko. Kazuko. Kazuko. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, and then Ponto full two foot six power stance holding this tiny cube pokes it and yeah you hear this this kazoo go off and and like Ponto's like kind of like double tapping it so it's like starting and stopping it's very offbeat and and Maximus you're playing and you're like what are you doing stop this nonsense like I'm playing here you're being you're, you're distracting sit people. Go sit down. I got this. And Ponto's just like he's like is like start stop starts up and you get like three seconds, three seconds, three of this really obnoxious kazoo noise. And DJ smooth there. Nope, not. It's it's awful. It is downright like nails on a chalkboard kind of kazoo work. Um, after about f- four minutes or so, like Ponto's like, it's like, okay, I, I, I've done, I've helped now. Right. Like you're good. You're good. And Maximus is like, absolutely. I'm okay. And just like ushers him away and you continue to play at that point. The dwarf is kind of chuckling because she realizes the old guy and the huge guy were way better than you two. And he says like, you two are a couple of chuckles. He's like, you don't mind if I pull up a chair and kind of join you before you head off? I, I heard you're with Aaron and Martha. They're they're good people. Uh, the best people. Uh, you know, um, just to, you know, have you guys been to Icewind Hill before you look as green as they come here, like grass, four days ago from here? Um, when, I'm when, very Yeti, blue. when Yeti yells out, they're great people, I'll, and I'll just kind of say, but don't pee on them. <laughs> and, and the dwarf kind of stares at you. He's like, 
Why would I be on you? Um, yeah. Nice to meet you. I'm I'm Hiln. Um, Hiln Trollbane. Uh, you guys are going to Icewind Dale. Do you have a... Have you heard of the murders going down there? No. Like, I, don't, I don't know if you've heard of how things work down there, but like each of the towns have speakers and I've heard of these murders going on and I've kind of like pinpointed what's going on. It's like, and she's like trying to tell you, uh, like trying to like forcefully tell you and you can see she's she's got scars and cuts and she's as good as she's moving. She's obviously seen better days and she is definitely retired from the adventuring lifestyle. Um, she says like, you know, it's just another gruesome day in the 10 towns, the howling wind, the bitter cold and the foul tempers and the snow drifts that are big enough to bury a herd of moose. But you know, um, meese. what's a moose? <laughs> That's what you call multiple moose. Meese. Moose do not go on herds. <laughs> no, they don't. You're right. Um, <laughs> I actually know that cause I'm from Prince George and you never see more yeah. than one or two. Oh, you'll see together. three of them. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, you'll see, you'll see, you know, that I, back when I was there, like that the taverns were buzzing about the series of the killings that were happening, um, before, you know, there were murders were on everybody's minds. We were all worried about whether like, you know, summer was going to come back, but you know, now the question is like, who's going to die next? Um, nothing breeds fear or paranoia like the murderer with no face. Um, what I know um, from poking around, um, uh, three cold-blooded uh, murders have been committed in the past months. A halfling trapper in East Haven, a human shipbuilder in Targos, and three days ago, a dwarf glassblower in Bryn Shander. Each victim was found with a dagger of ice through their heart. Um I don't know what the connection is, but the from what I've pilled through through the drunken lot of townsfolks and offices is uh, an elderly shield dwarf with nasty scars across our nose. Might, might know something, but you know, we're trying to figure it out. Um, if you guys are interested, she would like to tell you a little bit more, but that's dependent on what you guys would like to do now. On the Savannah, we, when we had a someone killed or murdered, we'd take the pride and we'd go find the murderer and then we'd eat them. <laughs> we don't eat people, man. I told I'm you already. We don't eat people. Smoke. I wouldn't. Smoke, and I was like, I'm with you. I look right until eating them. I look totally. Yeah. I look totally confused. Um, we don't. Uh, and Hilton will honestly pull up to smoke. He's like, actually. It's not unknown for people to eat another person if their circumstances are right. Like if you get caught and you're running out of food, you might draw straws. Oh, that's fair, I suppose. Is yeah. that like to pick the meat out of your teeth? That's nature. Yep, that's that's totally it. Uh-huh. Oh. And she like nods her head and just like shakes it and just like looks at like Zoko because you look like you've been there before. 
Um, she will let you know that she is looking for a person named Sefik Caltro. Um, she knows that this guy works for a traveling merchant company called Torgs. Uh, she knows that it's owned and operated by a shady dwarf named Torga Icevane. Um, in other words, Sephic gets around. He's charming. He makes friends easily. He's also Torga's bodyguard, uh, or so I'm guessing, but he's good with a blade. His victims come from only the three towns uh, that I know of that, you know, sacrifice people to the Frostmaiden on nights of the new moon. Um, yeah, she explains like kind of as you guys know, this is kind of the custom of these three towns that um, sacrifice people to the Frost Maiden on nights of the new moon. Um, when I was a little bit, she found the victims' um, names uh, uh, and Sephic was found uh, out that they were cheating, so he killed them. Maybe it was just Sephic's doing, or maybe it was the Frost Maiden. She doesn't know. But she knows that I followed Torg for a 10-day as he moved from town to town. Quite a devious little enterprise, um, but that's not of my concern. What struck me was how comfortable Sephic Caltro looked in the weather. No scarf, no coat, no gloves. It, was, it wasn't like the cold couldn't touch him. It's like the kiss of the Frost Maiden indeed. Um, I will give you guys 50 gold now and 50 gold later. If you can apprehend Sephic Caltro and ascertain his guilt and deal with him preferably without involving the authorities of the Ten Towns. When the job is done, just give the other half to Aaron and and Martha. They're, I know them. They're good people and, and you guys can get paid. Do we have a deal? So... Sephic is a member of a mercenary group. Is that correct? Sephic is part of a traveling merchant company merchant. called Torgs. Okay. And the leader of that guy is by Torga Torga Icevane. Hmm. And uh, so that's fifty gold total, or fifty gold now? total now, and fifty gold when you finish, and. Hiln has already talked to Aaron and Martha that, like, if, like, she goes out and that she accompanies, like, they know the deal. Like, these people are now working. I've given them a job. She kind of knows what to expect. So if we find this guy's not guilty, though. Trust me, he's guilty as they come. Once you meet him, you'll get it. Just be wary. He's... He's a smooth operator. Huh. Sounds so like the bounty. The bounty is for Sephic. His head, or ret- uh, to bring him back. You're to apprehend Sephic Caltro and ascertain his guilt, mm-hmm. and preferably deal with him without alerting the authorities. Right. Which, in your mind, Maximus means. Maybe kill him mums, so that nobody knows. Yeah, mum's the, the word on whether or not he yeah. comes back in one piece. Correct. So we're going by your word that he's a bad man. and We could kill the person find out he's not this bad man. I mean, I 
can swear on the Frost Maiden and my shield and my axe that this man is guilty. I just am getting old. I mean, look at that Quincy guy. I don't want to be that guy. I want to go home to my own bed. Dry pants. Make dry pants. That's right. <laughs> Quincy wet pants. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm willing to pay. And she pulls out the 50 gold and puts it on the table. I'm willing to pay now. This guy needs to stop. We can't be losing members of each of the 10 towns. There's hardly enough of us to make the food and ends meet to interact. We can't be losing more. It seems righteous. I'm interested. And you can see she's kind of like pleading with you because, you know, she hasn't seen much adventurers these days. She kind of like purposely sits in Raven's Rock before everybody descends into the ten towns. Um, she tells you like you know you can you can hunt around it, but hopefully you can wherever you're going, you might find um, Sefik and, and uh, Torg, uh, the merchant company Torg. If you ask around, maybe um, you can can figure it out once you get into the ten towns but um i've been waiting for a good hunt it's been a while i i will it's appreciated you. thank you guys and and you, you see her just kind of like bow and just like you know uh you see she's appreciative of your honest uh demeanor smoke and she like pushes the 50 gold and like walks out she's like thank you so much I, i'm gonna make efforts to with with martha and our mirth Martha and Aaron and um, and heads out and just like nods and says thanks I appreciate it and she shakes all of your hands before she leaves and uh, I'll just hold up the 50 gold I say well who, who wants this divide it up I'll take it I hand, no. it, I hand it to Maximus as it goes over to Maximus I'm like yeah yeah, no, little, we're never going to see that again. It was a little too high for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to find this mercenary group, Torbs. The merchant group, Torbs. Merchant, merchant group, Torbs. But we find them in Icewood Dale, I believe, right? Yes, correct, you do. They travel between the towns, kind of like selling their goods and wares. Can, can I order a drink while I'm... Waiting. Sure. Yeah. I'd uh, like a bowl of uh, goat's milk. Um, Orem, by the time gets back and uh, goes up to you, Max, and she's like, "Look, like you guys can keep the five gold. Um, Aaron and Martha, they can't stay another night, unfortunately. I appreciate your business. Thank you so much. Like What's you're. That gold? What are you talking about? Well, I gave five gold to Maximus so that, you know, he, because you guys were playing such great music, you know, I, I appreciate it. And it kind of brightened the spirits. A few extra patrons ordered a few drinks. Like, you know, I, I've made it. The business is good and covered, and, and I appreciate it. And thanks, thanks you you all for playing, and then walks off. Uh, I, do, I still need my drink. <laughs> we he don't have a, goat's milk. He wants we a Brandy Alexander. Could I have some lukewarm water? Yeah, you can have lukewarm water, and and you see Orem like walk outside, scoop in a some snow, put it put it in a glass, 
and says, we don't have bowls, and walks off. Smoke is trying to stick his tongue in the glass. He's just trying to lap it up. He's having a hard time. Creepy. Just see his big tongue in there. Um, so, uh, you see Aaron walk in like five, ten minutes later and, uh, sees your group. He's like, oh, guys, we're, we're ready. Um, anytime you're ready in the next five minutes, uh, Quincy, bathroom break, and then on to the, on we go. So we'll see you in five minutes. Perfect. Heads back out. I get um, up and leave. I'm waiting for Mike to say something. There's there's just a door out back to the alley if you want to use the bathroom. Uh, I'm going to wait inside the tavern to get as much heat as possible before I go outside. <laughs> before I have to leave. Okay. She's going to go out the back door. Are you going to the bathroom in the back? Yeah. Okay, yep. I don't need you to make a pee performance. You no, do your business. No pee check. No pee check. No, no pee check. Uh, um, don't get to roll that many dice. So you could shoot a stone as a weapon. Pass a stone. Mm. Ding. Oh! <laughs> It'd be a Constitution check followed that. <laughs> um, so you guys finish up your business. Quincy, do you which way do you come back? Go back you go to around the game. you through back through the building and yeah. and you're you'll see smoke just like sitting as close as he can to the fire, kinda like staring waiting for like you to come out because you're the last one to come back and, and smoke's just like is like always oh, trying to like make sure he's staying as warm as he can and uh he sees you entering, he kinda like straightens up and just kinda like stretches his shoulder and he's like, oh, we're going to go now. And he uh, walks out um, to the uh, caravan and uh, you meet uh, Martha and Aaron and um, you all get back on the caravan. And, just, uh, just to add in there too, uh, from my background, we really revere our elders, so I'm trying to look after Quincy and make sure he's okay. I hold, cool. a, hold reverence just from his age. Absolutely. If you remember to do all those things, good for you. Um, we will. Uh, <laughs> um, as you guys get kind of get back to the caravan, you'll you'll head back in, and uh, uh, Aaron will pop back. He's like, "Oh, I heard you talk to Hilton. Yeah, she's she's been quite." Quite an adventurer in her day, but you know, she's really beaten on to this Torg guy, uh, this group, this merchant, and you know she's been following Sefik. And I, I don't know if she's right or wrong, but I know those merchants are shady as shit. So, um, thanks for helping out. It's appreciated in these hard times. Um, How do you feel let me know about if her? You, yeah, Good as gold. Um, we'll help you out in a pinch and not cause you too much grief if needed. If you pay her a few gold, it's easier to, you know, help. But um, it's pretty good. So, okay. Good to know. Uh, we'll be 
coming into the ten towns probably in the next two days. Um, you guys will uh, probably want to search around. Um, Torg's pretty well known here, the merchant group. Um, if you ask around for a few people, they'll probably know which way he headed. So easy enough. Um, and you're all in the caravan as it's moving forward as Aaron's telling you all this stuff and uh, if you want you guys can have a moment to chat amongst yourselves as you're kind of like as the caravan's moving Um, just for fun Maximus, what are you what are you gonna do with all that gold? Uh, that fifty gold I gave you. Well, uh, I'll hold it beside here in party funds, so that uh, you know when the party needs something, we we have some expense. What party? The group of us. We're party? all being commissioned to uh, find this Sephic guy. What about the other five gold that Quincy and I earned? Well, that was something I arranged. That was a separate deal. That was. You um, do any of you know who this Suffolk guy is? I think we need to ask around. Yeah, I mean, we uh, didn't even get a description. We just got a name. We just know he works for a mercantile group. Can I just ask the first person I see and just say, hey, do you know Sephic Caltrek? We're still in the caravan, are we not? <laughs> oh, did we get in there? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yes. No, I don't. I've never heard of him. Yeah, I don't know. The first person you see is Quincy. <laughs> hey, Quincy, have you heard of the Sephic Caltrek? <laughs> Quincy, you're really old. You must know who Sephic is. Do you know everybody? Do we even know Sephic. what race he is? Um, you yeah, oh, know... yeah, it's gonna be the one that isn't wearing any cold weather gear, apparently. But, but that's all we know. I'm not Sephic. You know, Sephic is a human looking male. Insight. Um, I'm assuming Sephic is a to me? Sure, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no. Insight the DM. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, Tazoko, you said he's not Sephic. Oh. Sure, you go ahead and roll that. So Wait. another two. Hard up to get rid of all those twos and roll some dice. He's definitely Zephic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you guys are traveling. Uh, you continue to have the conversation about Zephic Caltro and the Torg merchant group um, with the leader being Torga Icevane. Um you guys know that like when you come to the ten towns you're gonna need to ask around and uh why doesn't why doesn't Mike give us a D ten roll and Gord as well? A D ten? Oh no. Yeah, please. Don't fuck us. No, no, that'll come later, Ray. It's all good. Perfect. Three. Perfect. Five. Yep, that's fine. Uh-huh. Total of five. 
Nope, the rolls mean different things. Thank you. Okay. Um, so uh, you guys are like heading into like you know that in the next two days you'll be arriving in Icewind Dale and uh, we're going to cut it off there because we will find out which town you guys show up in which town is next that maybe you need to go to so leave it there cool (laughs) I gotta write down rolls so they both rolled three then Nope. One rolled two, one rolled three. No, they both rolled three. That way it's the town we're heading to and the town we need to go to are the same town. (laughs) No. No, that's not the way it works. Oh, damn. Good luck. Nope. That's not the way it works. (laughs) Nope. So. Cool. Thanks, everyone. And and every time I get back into the carriage now, I open the door when I'm standing to the side. (laughs) <laughs> but are you we've saying had, that we've you, had one session and we've created probable weirdness between your group already? Yeah, Gord, would your character really uh, be intelligent enough to learn from his mistakes? Oh, he's an intelligent guy. He's just uh, is his, he his customs and his well, no, he's not yeah. intelligent. But yeah, he probably doesn't <laughs> learn from his mistakes. But his well, at least not the first time. He's got great instincts, so. <laughs> What's your intelligence? Uh, minus one. So is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh, we got a bunch of geniuses. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's even better. So who's the smartest guy in your group, then? Ponto. Ponto would be smart, Pro- right? Probably. Right. Probably Ponto. Uh, Maximus is only street smart. What's Maximus's intelligence? Uh, you don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. So you're also minus one. So guess what Quincy's strength is? Negative oh, four. Strength. Three. <laughs> it's uh, four. six. Six? Ouch. Uh, negative two. Did you choose to lower it that much? Or no, did you I rolled lower? shit. <laughs> oh, man. That's well, there was, a, there was a pendulum swing. Yeah, I did roll 118, so. Oh, nice. Oof. But yeah, I rolled shit for most of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I'm an old man, feeble old man. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So we will we will pick up in two weeks, and we will figure out where you guys are going, and potentially maybe where you need to go to find Sefik and the merchant group Torg. Cool. That okay. is in like Torg's gun, Spencer from Borderlands. It's not that. It's it's how I wrote it down. It is I know that's canon. how you wrote it down because that's how I wrote wrote it down the first time. It's not that. So I am going to find Mister Torg. Give me your gun. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Art. Yeah. Really yeah. Appreciate that. Thanks, Art. It went, really went good so far too. So far, so good. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Perilous Pursuits. Be sure to check out our website at perilouspursuits.com for new episodes, news, and other information. In the meantime, go give your Craig Cat a walk, give your owlbear a big hug, and go play some D&D.